0: There have been a lot of book to movie adaptations in this decade alone. Most of them have been pretty good, but some of them have not quite been up to par. Today we'll be we will be discussing what makes a good book to movie adaptation. My name is Joey Shields
1: and I am a senior.
2: I'm Sam Harms, I'm also a senior.
1: I'm Paul Rionis and I'm a junior. <laughs> What do you guys think makes a good book-to-movie adaptation? I think a
0: book good book-to-movie adaptation really develops the tones and all of the characters and the way that the book does so that the audience still gets all the same messages from the movie that they did from the book.
2: Yeah, I think that's important, but I mean, I think it's also vital to introduce new themes and. To really get something off of like putting all the money into it and making it into a film just so it's not for people who are too lazy to read the book. The I mean, Hunger Games. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's great to develop new themes and all, but it's been shown that whenever you do introduce new themes and new characters and stuff like that, people do seem to get upset when you try and change the book that they loved so much, I love Harry Potter.
2: That is true. Um that is true (laughs) but i like i understand what you're saying about themes but i think it's not like what i'm saying not like an overarching theme more like a subtle little line of it you know and um i don't know uh the first iron man film or like more like the whole franchise they didn't touch on tony stark's alcoholism at all and i think that's like a really vital point that they should have put in even though it's you know a kid's movie
0: I think that does make a lot of sense like that that goes into the point that I made in the beginning of the video that they need to work on developing these characters and that they need to put what's in the what makes the book the book into the movie like for some characters like Newt in the Maze Runner series he's such an emotionally deep character and yet he still doesn't in the movie he's not as emotionally deep as he was in the in the uh, book like in the book, he's depressed in all, it, and he h- hides his depression to make his friends feel better. But in the movie, they completely glossed it over and just make him the glue that holds the group together, rather than showing what makes him emotionally vulnerable throughout the books.
1: I think the reason that they do that is because they started making these like, you know, book to movie things for like more for children. Like depending on what it is, you know, like The Maze Runner, it was definitely a young adult, like a young adult novel. So they made it aimed more towards actual children, and I think that's what the problem is, is that they cut out a lot of, like, the emotional things Mm -hmm. in more room for, like, action.
2: Yeah, and I also think that, like, well, this is kind of off-topic, but, like, male emotions in general, they don't really translate well to screen, because then once you actually, like, see something it makes it like a lot harder to swallow for people who don't accept that, you know, men have emotions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that kinda goes into my topic. Um, the book to movie, well, it's a Netflix original, um, that I'm doing is called The Last Kingdom and it's about this dude. Um, it's like in eighteen hundreds England. So like there are a ton of wars going on and it's just about him but it also goes into side characters, and I think that's really important because what makes a book good is the fact that they can really dive into the scenery and like work with what they have in the world that they created. Um, And I think that's a lot harder in movies because then you have to pay for things like costuming and set design and people to do all those things. Um so I think cost is definitely a big thing, but more importantly, I think the talent to make the world come alive is even more vital um because if you 're reading something, you can just like envision it it 's like your own little thing it 's personal for everybody, but if you like oh the divergent books did this horribly
0: yeah, they did <laughs> the, like the world
2: like whenever I was reading about um where amity i think she was from amity yes or no
0: she was from abnegation
2: abnegation that's it um they made that like so ugly and not like book accurate
0: i well yeah i think it was supposed to be ugly just to paint a picture of how much she hated abnegation she wanted to move away from abnegation and they wanted to make that point clear so in the movie they made it drab and ugly and completely unimaginable that is true there. but it
2: was also like that in the book but then they also didn't play up Dauntless as much you know um the factions um this girl leaves her basically home abandons her family and like takes the like adventurer route almost yeah and uh yeah she went to this really cool hip uh faction that like jumps off trains and stuff and they didn't really make yeah. it that cool in the film they really could have gone hard if they had lacked on, you know.
1: Well, I think it's because, like, you have entire books to, like, put in detail. How certain places of, in a movie you have, like, a couple of seconds before the audience gets bored. So, like, you know, I think the reason that they made, you know, Dauntless look as cool as they did in the movie. And, but they didn't. And then Abnegation like look as terrible as they did was to push, like... message of the book in as little time as they could as they had because I think that's a major problem is like if you have like a 400 some page book you can't get every word of detail into like a two-hour movie it's
0: difficult yeah Yeah, but with how much moviegoers love action and love suspense and Mm -hmm. love getting all of these characters involved in something that's going to risk their lives, you would think that a movie such as Divergent would build up on its adventurous characters by going ahead and showing them actually doing something dangerous. They don't do anything more than playing paintball and jumping off trains. And And that's something normal people do. Exactly. It just doesn't go into any depth or detail as to how these characters are actually dangerous and adventurous.
2: Exactly, but at the same point, the thing that I'm doing, the story, it's like an 18 book series. You know, it starts from the time this character was like literally eight to the time he was like in his like 40s, I think, which is like ancient for somebody in the 800s. (laughs) (laughs) But a thing that's vital with that is, since it's set in that time period, they can only really do sword fights, you know? And I'm not talking about, like, a Braveheart Mel Gibson, like, do you want your freedom? Like, they don't do that every time because that sets the bar too high for action, you know? And I think that that's a big problem with Hollywood. Um, I call them testosterone films because they all have fast cars, things exploding, hot women with guns... And uh, <laughs> no good plot.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, they rely too much on explosions and all that stuff.
0: Michael Bay movies in its entirety. Exactly.
2: Am I talking about uh, Liam Neeson, The Rock? Uh, who's Bruce uh, Bruce Willis. Who you'll never know. <laughs> Nick Cage, maybe? Um, and I think that's something that this show does really well. The maximum number of big, like, like, 200-person sword fights I've seen... There have only been like two per season at max. Normally they only have one big one. You know, and I think that's something that they do really well. They rely more on like character development and stuff like that than actual action.
1: I think that's what makes a good book to movie adaptations, like mm-hmm. how closely you sit to the novel. Like there was a movie, I think it was really like the nine years or something, it was called Deep Impact. It was based off Hammer of God by Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, yeah. And it went so far from the book. That they actually didn't even credit that it was based off the book. And oh my god. The credits, yeah. Like,
2: wow. it was bad.
1: Like, yeah. the book, I assume, like, I haven't read it yet, but I think it's all about, like, you know, like science of, like, meteoroids and stuff. Like, mm. it's about, like, astronauts and things going to nuke, you know, like, an asteroid. But the movie, from all I remember, is pretty much about this reporter and what she goes through, which is kind of useless to the story
2: yeah oh. yeah um kind of on the same topic of like sticking to the book um i think that stuff to add furthermore is um score like um like vibrance and like symbolism in the scenery and stuff like that because that's something you can't really get in a book you yeah, know you right. can't like cut like in an action sequence to say like oh uh the mud was like sticking to their feet and like it was frozen like some people like lost limbs after because they got uh what's it called whenever your feet freeze
0: uh i want to say gangrene but i know that's not
2: that's it. not right you guys know what i mean like the thing are not arthritis
0: so we'll just call it amputation and call it a yeah
2: it's that you know and like that's like the important little things that like you can see on screen like they can they don't want to stick to the character all the time whenever it's an action sequence So they cut to, like, buildings falling down and stuff. And that's, like, the cool stuff to see. So on that aspect, I think action and, like, color and music are really, really vital to
0: movies. I think that all works towards developing the tone of the movie. And developing the tone of the movie to where it's similar to the books is really important. Like, in movies like It, where they really develop the horror tone of the book and it's one of the scariest books you'll ever read in the way that it develops a suspenseful tone and it gets readers involved and the first It movie didn't really do that it was more bright, it was more vibrant it didn't really do as much to scare audiences where this one with Bill Skarsgård working his It you were terrified throughout the entire mm-hmm. movie and working towards that horror tone is what really made it such a great movie and why everyone seemed to love it coming out of the theaters
2: yeah I agree
1: Yeah. yeah but like I saw a movie, it was called Stardust, like it was in this fantasy world, it was like really amazing in the book, they went through like a whole bunch of different events, but in the movie, like the beginning of the book follows this one character as he travels from his hometown to like the site of a falling star, like a star form from the sky, Yeah. but uh, in the book he walks the entire way, but in mm. the movie, like... He has like a magic candle or something that pretty much like teleports in there hmm. and then he has to take the entire trip back and oh. like like it didn't really set up the fantasy world which i think was a bit of a problem but the rest of the movie made up for it because it made because it put like a lot more detail into certain things that the book just kind of skimmed over which i thought was interesting
2: that's that's an interesting thing because one of my main problems with lord of the Rings. Is that at least half of each film is them walking. Yeah. <laughs> but like at the same time, I kind of also appreciate it. Because like, oh, in the Fellowship of the Ring, whenever they're like paddling down that river and they see like the big old statues of the people,
1: yeah.
2: that's some cool stuff. Like I love world building. Yeah. 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 And that's I think that ties in what we're all talking about really well. I think the like visual of it is the most important aspect of it.
0: Like, in the movie Aquaman, I know it just came out, but when he's swimming through the water, and you see all these bright fish and Mm -hmm. plants and everything flying by you as you're flying through the water, it's just amazing to see all of that work and happen, and part of the reason why it got good reviews was because of the stunning visuals and the great acting. And it just worked really well with the tone and the characters they they were trying to build. And when action sequences came, and all of that bright vibrance was still there, it looked really cool.
2: Yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah, and that's something that you don't get like even in graphic novels. You know, like because it's like still a still image. You know, you can only do so much with it. And I think that that's why those movies are more important because like comic books give you the visual, and I don't necessarily like that um but at the same time like they don't give you like the movement exactly the movement that makes it so real
1: yeah you know yeah they give you like really cool images but you never see a move you never see what they become yeah like it's you, a never lot less you never see you never see the transition it's yeah. like okay just
2: like pow and it's like okay cool. here's
1: like <laughs> a b but Ex- then a movie can give you like all that's in between A and B. It's interesting.
2: Exactly, I agree. Alright, that seems good to me. Good good talk, guys.
1: We can So in conclusion, I think we've come to the consensus that books should stop being made in the movies. And while they are while movies do mean mainstream the books, it does not seem to be done well. <laughs>